Welcome to the Creative Crunch. My name is Curtis, and this is my weekly rant about the business side of art. I hope you're tuned in while you're doing your creative things, because we're going to learn a little bit about the hustle and grind of being an independent artist, maker, or content creator in the 21st century. This is my first podcast, so it's a little short, but let me know what you think of it on Twitter. You can find me at Curtis underscore podcast. Welcome to the beginning of me podcasting. Yeah, I think that's probably the best that we're going to get right now. I'm literally using a Kleenex box, so bear with me. Okay, that's not too bad. I'll take that. Okay, so this is just so I can hear myself. How's it going, everybody? Thanks for checking in. Um, I found out that the library close to my house has a podcasting studio, or just kind of like a studio in general. I think some SoundCloud rappers were in here before me. Um, So I'm kind of all getting ready, all set up. I'm on Facebook right now, and I'm recording this to kind of turn it into my first podcast um, about the creative industry, about creative things. So if you have some topics, if you have some creative somethings going on in your life, and you want to talk about something, uh, I'm going to say the next hour is your opportunity. Uh, just like to say what's up to sloppy heads and Brecken for joining like right off the bat. Thanks guys. Um, and thanks to, you know, Emily and Jake on Facebook for checking in. Um, you know, all the support means anything. I just get excited when any analytic number gives over, gets over the number 30, right? Uh, cause I kind of just have in mind that I want to be some kind of teacher some kind of educator and so in my mind like 30 people is like a classroom full of students so if like 30 something happens i get excited so that's kind of like my mental barrier um and my like mental goals for this is like in the next hour can we get 30 people to kind of contribute and um check in and give some love and kind of maybe find some topics or some articles to talk about uh so if you don't know who i am i don't know how you found this but my name is curtis and I just graduated from MSU Denver, and I graduated with a bachelor's degree in arts industry administration. Um, I had finished two years. I had finished an associate's at Colorado Mountain College for graphic design, and um, I just didn't fit, you know, the traditional design culture, the traditional design landscape, and frankly, I didn't have any job connections in Denver. Yeah, so I had kind of spent two years in the Valley, in Glenwood, kind of learning graphic design and being around a lot of photographers and videographers and kind of being around the hustle and like learning about the hustle, but I don't think the market was the right size. So I came back to Denver, even though I had no leads and I kind of just like hit the ground running. And then I got this like stuff on walls thing going, which is where I think like a lot of my Denver following comes from, um, is like those DIY events that we put together. And the reason stuff on walls happened was because there was no other opportunities. The only real opportunities that Denver had, Denver artists had, um, was to really kind of just um, sign up with like a national production company and do these like uh, pay to play kind of uh, art shows where you're asked to either sell tickets or kind of like come up with some kind of comp system for a space in the show and then you have like the opportunity to vend your art and there's like live art and lots of um, other things going on and they happen at like different venues around town and so those were exciting and like I did a couple of those and that's honestly how I got some of my first industry connections so 
I don't knock them. You just have to know what they are. So those kind of production shows uh, put on by like national organizations, they are just that. Like you have to break down the word production and what it means to produce. And kind of growing up with my mom as an event planner, I kind of had a sense, but really hadn't applied my creative brain and my abstract thinking to unpacking that and what that might look like. So after a couple events of just kind of like standing around, not really selling a lot of art, passing out a lot of business cards and like eating a lot of money, um, I really kind of started to recognize what was going on here and like that this is really like an event and that at the core events really aren't hard to do, right? Like for an event, you need a space, you need participants and you need people to come. And so that can really look like a lot of different things. It can look like your closet, your apartment. I know there's some people in like Cherry Creek North that do house shows that are very successful. So space is really like no barrier. It's just persistence and consistence in like looking for that space. And like every time you walk into a space, you have to see it as an opportunity for an art show. And when you see it that way, then like the world starts to change and you start seeing everything a little bit differently um so space was not an issue right like i got connected through some friends to the deer pile and from there the launching the deer pile and having like again repetition and consistency in those events led to larger spaces like helicon and dateline which i think were kind of like the pinnacle of stuff on walls and so having that all ready to go and set up um, really kind of built that momentum and i really started realizing that the functions of an event right the three things that make up an event getting people there, having participants and having a space were not the issue. The issue becomes, um, you know, living and like making money off of that. And, you know, like that's kind of against my nature to be capitalistic, right? Because at the core of Stuff on Walls, it was to help others. And it really wasn't for me because I knew I was not the only one out there, you know? I was not the only quote unquote starving artist and you know to kind of change the definition of starving artist it's like really not applying our brains which are already good at creative thinking and abstract thinking to like economic and business measures right like we're really good as artists as like solving creative problems but what i don't think we realize more often than not is that exact same skill set like works just as well in business and in other things so that's why like i returned to metro um kind of at the peak of stuff on walls is it kind of had gotten out of hand i was the only person doing it on the production side i had teams of volunteers kind of coming in and people were gracious enough to like take certain aspects um, and certain responsibilities which i greatly appreciated and it, that was kind of like leading to the growth of stuff on walls but i didn't want to grow something that like wasn't a legal business that wasn't planned out that didn't have any kind of thought process to it you know like we were just kind of riding the waves with stuff on walls whatever opportunity came down the pike i kind of would try to like sniff it out and make sure that it was really a good opportunity you know i would kind of like shake down whoever it was for the artist so that you know i was kind of vetting for the artist to find a secure spot and like find something productive for them but for the amount of effort that i was putting into it the returns were not what they were and i really wanted to build a career out of it it wasn't to be selfish it was that i knew that i needed to take care of myself first and really kind of build a base for myself in order to 
to have longevity to provide for others. I didn't want to provide for others right out of the gate, which is kind of what I was doing. And then like realize five, 10 years down the road that I had built a system with my own shortcomings built into it, if that makes sense, you know? So that's why I returned to MSU Denver. And I'm really grateful for the individualized degree program that I found. And I'm really thankful for that opportunity uh, because if it hadn't been for that, I don't think I really would have honestly gone back. Um, So just to kind of break down what that means is like at this point in my life, I had finished my associate's degree. So I have two years of college done and I have a piece of paper for it. That's great and all, but it wasn't enough, right? Like an associate's is all a great start, but honestly, like a bachelor's I think is kind of the finish. And now I hear more and more people talking about masters, which is a whole nother episode. But I was kind of wandering around and I mean, if you know me and you've been around me, you know that like I don't 100% fit in anywhere all the time. And I use that to my advantage and I actually enjoy that, right? Um, being kind of like a quote-unquote social chameleon, being able to look different ways, do different things, go to different crowds. I kind of like that. So the same kind of thing happened with college, right? I sort of fit in here into like education. I sort of fit into art and design. I sort of fit into business. So I was getting a lot of sortas, right? Like sorta, 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 sorta. And finally, I think we were at the education tables, you know, kind of exhausted. And when I get exhausted, I just kind of over elaborate on anything and exaggerate. And so I was doing, I'm sure I was doing that at this table that I was at, you know, the fr- sharing sort of the frustrations that I had of getting like all of these sortas, you know, or like maybe I fit like everyone's minor, but nobody's major, which was also very frustrating. And somebody said, well, have you heard of the individualized degree program? And so they said, well, you got to go look for them. I think they're set up at this table around the corner. So I think my advisor was sitting there and some other people from the office. And I was just like, hey, these other people recommended you. Here's kind of my situation. An IDP degree was perfect for any kind of transfer student um, imaginable. You know, if you have partial credits, if you had a full associates done, if you had pieces and parts from 10 years ago, you know, whatever kind of college credit history you had kind of like if you're like me you know where you it's been a minute you know to get things done so um, lots of transcripts coming in and things like that and lots of credits from lots of different places an IDP degree is actually perfect for that because my advisor took the time and has the knowledge to kind of just navigate the system and was able to get certain things transferred and was able to get um, you know was able to help me understand that you can only take so many credits in the business department and how we could best effectively use those to get me to like 4,000 level courses. Um, so if you're considering going back or you need to like get something done or, you know, your degree is like 78% done, but it's the IDP at MSU Denver an individualized degree program at MSU Denver, not sponsored was the best way to go for me. You know, I was able to get it done, uh, get a bachelor's degree done in two years get all my credits from CMC used and transferred over in one way or another and pretty much had a junior standing the second I started Metro. Um, So that's kind of just been what I've been up to, you know, and then I finished that recently and I graduated in May and it's been time to kind of like put it to work. And believe it or not, the media landscape has changed again in like two years. Uh, Not really surprised by that. So 
you know, as a dedicated lifelong learner, I've just kind of been adjusting to now like podcasting and content creating. And I really wanted to take a lot of the conversations that I have with my friends and bring them into um, the real world and like sort of capture them, you know, in one form or another and just to kind of like talk about things. And so that's kind of what this series is going to be. And hopefully, um, oh, dang. Okay, Odessa, I got you. Let's just switch gears because this is the first episode and I can do whatever the hell I want. Okay, so Odessa Denver is on Instagram, and thanks for tuning in. You guys are great. Um, I'm going to make it down there. Don't worry about that. We're going to talk about this, but what's the dream job now? The dream job now is those words like content creator and influencer, right? Like, I have this camera. I have this skill set. I have this thing as a creative person, as an abstract thinker, and as a creative thinker that I just want to apply it, right? I just want to apply it to other people, but here's the caveat to that. Right. Like if I want to work for other people and other brands, I need to have my empire first. Right. Like I need to have content of my own. So that's kind of what this is, is this is putting that first brick, laying that first stone and building the castle. That is kind of like my little content so that I can be working for other people. You know, I can be blogging. I can be podcasting and content creating and putting the camera to work. You know, that's why I'm testing my photography skills and my videography skills. It's just to like content create around creative people. Um, because if we look at like, look at your own Instagram, you know, I think we're all kind of guilty of this. It's like, if you're an artist, it's a lot of like art, 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 or it's a lot of like work in progress and then finished. There's this whole other narrative happening in the creative industry on a macro level with individual artists, with organizations like uh, Odessa Denver and larger organizations, even like DAM and MCA that's going on that's not being captured because artists are doing their job right like artists are doing their job being artists so it's about damn time that there's like an industry that starts growing around that to support that narrative and I think we're seeing it right so like your initiatives as a curator and your guys's initiatives to like have physical space and really like understand what is going on in the landscape I think is also part of the solution and I'm trying to kind of be just like a a way to like help people make their Instagrams better, right? Like another set of eyes, like now that I've got like the design set of eyes and the media production set of eyes, you know, it's just like to support the creative people. I am an artist, but I've quickly kind of realized that I'm not the best artist. And I think my purpose is to make art that quote unquote people would call marketing right like normally like podcasts and live streams and things like this are like marketing but I think personally that's my art so it's to be an artist and to be a content creator but it's not what the traditional definitions are um I really appreciate the contributions that kind of killed a couple minutes um and, you know, I really got, appreciate your guys' hustle. I am really bad at talking into this microphone. And I also think that this microphone is, like, not the right microphone for podcasting. But what are you going to do? We're supporting public libraries. We're out here. We're grinding. We're making it happen. See that you can hear the squeaks of the noise filter. And then it's on, like, this rickety little stand. And, like, if you touch it, it falls apart. Um... I want to go for another 10 minutes. I want to hit the 30 minute mark. Then I need to like drink some coffee. I need to see if Brandon has texted me or not. It's strange that he hasn't been here. Uh, He's supposed to be here over an hour ago. Um, But I really appreciate the questions. Like any kind of prompting really like helps me out. Obviously you can see it kind of gets me going. 
yeah, so I'm kind of living the dream. I'm living my dream job. I'm doing it. I'm trying to set it up this time so that, like, <sighs> there's no BS, you know? Like, if we're going to get real for a second, I think, like, last time and for a while now, like, I've kind of been, like, the little, like, what is it? The magician guy in Wizard of Oz? The guy pulling the cords in Wizard of Oz, you know? Like, I feel like I've been talking the talk, but I haven't been walking the walk. And if we're going to get Gary V here for a moment, been spending a lot of time in the clouds, not enough time in the dirt. And so this is time in the dirt. But I also think that this is going to really help me, like, process things. So, yeah, it's time to spend some time in the dirt, time to record things, chop things up. Um, I've been grinding on the photographs. If you see my Instagram lately, gears have really changed. Um... Yeah, gears have really changed a lot. Like, finally pulling the trigger on buying a camera uh, has really kind of just, like, changed my perspective on things. Um, it has really kind of eased a lot of pressures I've had with my mental health. Yeah, gloom and doom took over. Uh, but now I've got this camera, and now I'm in kind of a, an identical transition period, right? Like, coming out of college into the quote-unquote real world. But instead of, like, accepting fate, I've kind of just grabbed the reins and have started to drive myself. And it's been amazing. Like, I really just want to take a moment to thank everyone who supported me um, with all the likes and the comments over the last couple weeks as I get this photography grind go going. And I really want to say, like, it's, it's super, like, oh my gosh, thank you to people like Emmy Hart and like Taryn and Wyatt and Danielle and uh, my partner Emily and everyone like super close who's, who's just kind of been DMing me, um, Cato and Brecken and Alex, um, you know, just kind of DMing me and staying on that grind and like really kind of turning on the push notifications and showing the support. Um, you have no idea what that means to like see someone who's kind of like do your own grind um, and to see the returns on that has been amazing and it's made my life so much like easier you know I think if you follow your passions and you do whatever the hell you want to do it's going to be more challenging but it's going to be more rewarding and it's more challenging because you are cutting down trees making your own path through the forest and everybody else is following the well-maintained trail but that does not mean that you're not going to get to the summit like everyone else you know you're just going to be a little bit more effort. But to see that return and to see that, like, posting photos consistently is getting likes and is getting more engagement is really um, wonderful. And I think on the other side of this conversation, if I get this going again, um, we can talk more about, like, kind of like the analytic returns of what I've been seeing. And once you kind of take care of content on Instagram and you just have that down and slowly are adjusting it and fine-tuning it and you're not necessarily stressing about what am I going to take a picture of today or what am I going to capture today and you've kind of got that figured out you can actually I think that's how growth on Instagram happens right you got to take the burden of content creation off the table so that you can follow hashtags and like put meaningful comments in there and all the hashtags that you're participating in and um yeah, so, you know, like, you can put your own content in there, um, and you can participate in hashtags. Like, now that I'm not stressing about, like, what to post every day, like, I, when I get on Instagram, all I'm doing is showing other people love. You know, like, all I'm doing is showing meaningful content, um, you know, showing love to other people's content and giving them meaningful uh, comments and, you know, really engaging, you know, and I think that's kind of, like, the secret to Instagram is not putting out but participating, right? 
or maybe it's not a secret, but I'm just a late bloomer to this, you know, and it's really like community building. But in order to community build, you have to have content off the table. So being a photographer now and like having this camera and being a videographer and like experimenting with that into the workflow, it's taking a lot of pressures off the table because in one hour of street photography with full intent, I have 30 images and that's more than enough. You know, I I'm maybe I'm experimenting now, like with like, I think nine posts looks really good and I think 12 posts look really good, but morning, noon and night, three a day, you know, you're getting a row done. It's, it's nice. Like my consistency is taken care of. So now I'm trimming down like followers. I got the Instagram cleaner app and I like, uh, cleaned out all my dead followers. And then, um, I've been blocking inactive accounts, which has been really helping my engagement rates and just kind of like all those YouTube videos where everybody kind of gives you five quick tips. You got to watch a ton of those and then like make your own notes, right? Which is why I think there is a million of those videos out there because everybody else watches everyone else's videos for an hour straight and takes bits and pieces and then makes their own, right? So it's like this continual process because we're all trying to like beat the algorithm or like have their algorithm on point. Um, so just having the flow of content done and like not having to think about how what to post that day is really allowing me to engage with other people's content and that not like right now it's like allowing me to do things like this right like the fact that that stressor is off the table that I know my Instagram is just kind of going allows me to like dedicate more time to like live streaming and trying to create a podcast and things like that so um don't knock automation if you're not automation um Ooh. Okay. How do I schedule these? So this is, I've been testing this. Okay. So at the gallery that I work for on Santa Fe, we have been, um, using Hootsuite, right? But there have been increased problems with like the API and the integration of Hootsuite, like multiple images are not going to Instagram or like video is not going to Instagram or like certain things are like, you have to have a business account or like Facebook or things like that. So I've been trying later. I tried later with another client where it was all media based. So the thing with later is that you have to use the media library. So if you're like sharing links and things like that, just cross later off the list. It's not going to work. Um, but if you're like all images all the time, then later is probably your way to go. Uh, and then like I tried co-schedule for a while and that can be good. I think for like maybe medium teams or like teams that are freelance sized. Um, but I've kind of been using later and sticking to that. I have a batch of posts on Hootsuite and then I have a batch of posts on later. So I'm kind of doing two weeks on Hootsuite and then two weeks on later. But right now, just because I'm mostly grinding on Instagram, I'm really kind of using later because it's focused around the media gallery, uh, meaning that you have to upload images and then the images become the content, right? Um, but if you have like a varied amount of content or you have multiple streams, I still kind of think like co-schedule or Hootsuite are going to be the co-runners, right? Uh, Cause you're going to be able to have cross posting and not cross posting and things like that. So thanks for checking in. Uh, we just hit the 30 minute mark and I just got a text from Brandon that he's here. So we'll probably get this going again in a couple minutes. Uh, really appreciate everyone tuning in and check back in a little bit. Cause I think we'll probably get this another go. Shout out to Odessa and Emily and Jake and and Brecken and anybody else that has checked in. There's Brandon. Okay, bye.
Well, thanks for tuning in to the first episode of Creative Crunch. I know it was a little short, but I still hope you got something out of it. If you got something floating around in your brain or you pulled an interesting quote from the episode, uh, let me know on Twitter, at Curtis underscore podcast. I'm dedicating this social media platform solely to podcasting and building an audience there. Or you can drop a comment on my Anchor page. Just let me know. Let me know what you're thinking, and uh, we'll see you next week on the next episode. Have a great day and keep that hustle up. Bye.